but I, I certainly love the truth uh, that, that Jesus never changes. Amen? Uh, the same God he was in the Old Testament, the same Jesus who, who healed and touched people with compassion and willingly gave his life on the cross and rose again. That's the same Jesus we worship today. It's, it's good, good to know, good to sing about. Ephesians chapter 6, uh, this morning we began, to, uh, we began a series of being, uh, on being prepared for the day of battle and uh, looking at this coming year, um, and if we're just honest with ourselves, uh, every day is a day of battle. Um, it's, I think many times we, we find ourselves um, lulled into rest. And while God gives us rest and God gives us peace, uh, the, 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 that rest and that peace um, isn't necessarily for today. We can rest in him with everything going around and all the stuff that happened in 2020. We can find rest in Christ. But that doesn't mean Satan stopped. Satan was still, still at work. Satan was still, uh, was still, was still uh, being deceitful and, and uh, tricking and trying uh, uh, the people of God, trying to, to wrestle them, as we're going to see here in a moment. Uh, so this, this, these next few weeks, as we go through this, um, I, I, I want to I just help prepare us. I want God to help prepare us for what's to come. I don't know what's to come, and you don't know what's to come. Um, but no matter what it is, we need to be prepared. And, and not every trial that we face is of Satan. Sometimes it's of God. Uh, James tells us to count all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. God has a purpose for those things. And God has a purpose for the temptations that we, we, we go through. It, it, it doesn't happen without his knowledge. It doesn't happen without his purposes. Uh, but we still need to be prepared so that we don't, as we're going to see here in a minute, fall. That's Satan's purpose here, is, is to have victory over our spirit. To have victory over, now, now he's already lost the battle, amen? Satan, Satan lost the battle at, at the cross. And when Jesus died and paid the penalty for sin, Satan lost. And, and when, Satan, when Jesus got up, Satan was finished. There was nothing more that fulfilled the prophecy that, that, uh, that, that, uh, that uh, Jesus was going to bruise the head of Satan while Satan bruised his heel. And so I'm thankful that we know that that battle is, that war is, is over. But there's still a, a, a battle in our, in our daily Christian walk, in our daily Christian life. So uh, verse 10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And that was really the focus of this morning's message, was that before anything else, we need to be strong in the battle, but we need to be strong not in our own strength. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a self-dependent strength. Uh, we don't just pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, but we need to find our strength in where? In God. And we look back to Joshua chapter 1 and look at Joshua who was told several times in chapter 1 to be ye strong and very courageous. And, and listen, he didn't go into, into the promised land and win that battle on his own. 
Those, those battles, that, that, that land, it wasn't something he just took. It was something that was given to him by God. It wasn't by their sword. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't by, by their might. It was by the power of God and the working of God that, that they won those battles. And so we looked at how God told them not to look, not to turn from the right or the left from the word of God. And, and we need to do the same thing. If we're going to find our strength in God, we need to find our strength in his word as we focus on his word and not let the things of this world distract us. Uh, uh, we need to find our, our strength in faith believing the promises of God. And God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And he reiterated the promise that had been handed down from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to all the way down through Moses and now to Joshua that all this land would be your land. None of those other men saw it. Well, Moses saw it from across the river. But that's as close as he ever got to get. And even though he was the greatest, uh, according to, to the last uh, chapter of De- Deuteronomy, he was the greatest prophet ever. Knew God greater, better than any man ever did and ever would. He still didn't get to see it. But, Jesus, but Joshua saw it. Why? Because he believed and had faith in the promises of God. If we're going to fight in this battle, we need to understand that we're in a battle. Verse, verse 11 says this. We're going to read verse 11 and 12. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And we'll come back to that in a minute. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The, the, the necessity, the reason that we're, we know that we're in a battle is because of this verse. It, it, it expressly instructs us that we're in a, 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 a battle. The word wrestle means this. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, the Greek word means it's, it's combat. It's hand-to-hand the idea of a competition where two men straining against one another tries to knock one of them down on the ground, and the only way he's claimed victory is if he could pin the man on the ground by holding onto his throat. That's what the, that's that, that grief cord there that we're talking about, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood. We are in a spiritual battle. Uh, but this, this battle is, is greater than, than, than I think we really understand. I don't think any human can, I don't think we really comprehend what what this battle means. Back in those days, in the biblical days, they fought with swords and shields. Swords and spears and arrows. And I can remember my first idea of battle. I don't remember what the the name of the the, the war was. It was over in Iraq. I can remember waking up and turning on the TV in the morning and it saying that we were at war with, with Iraq. And that war was over very quickly. If you remember the, 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 news, the news programs and all showing the, the rockets just raining down on Iraq, uh, uh, shot from hundreds of miles away. Nobody was in any, in any danger of, of being actually in a hand-to-hand combat. It was airplanes and, and rockets being shot from ships and submarines. It was, it was a, a safe battle for most of the Americans. We lost almost nobody. I don't think we lost anybody. In that, in that, in that, I think it, was, it lasted just a few, a few short days. And it was over. Today they fight wars with, with drones where you, you got this, somebody sitting there at a computer and they fly this drone over and they can drop massive bombs and, and, and they've got guns on these things. Planes that fly up so high that you can't even see them. We look at, I, I saw the other day, the, 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 the longest, uh, the longest uh, uh, sniper shot in the world has, is now over two miles long. Two miles long, and it was done with a rifle that was that was uh, that wasn't made for that. It was made for like uh, much much shorter range. Uh, it just it, everything worked out perfectly, and the guy made two shots at two different people uh, in a matter of seconds. 
Amazing. That's all far distance. When you're shooting somebody two miles away with a rifle that you can barely see and, 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 and you kill them, that's not the kind of combat that we're talking about. This word wrestle is talking about an intimate, face-to-face, hand-to-hand combat. And, and man, if you've ever fought somebody hand-to-hand, you understand there is a difference. I've been in rock fights with other kids uh, uh, where you stand back as far as you can, as far as, as, far as, as, far as they can throw so you don't get hit. They do the same thing to you. And you throw rocks at one another. And, you try, and I actually accidentally hit somebody in the face and busted their, you know, their face open and, and got in big trouble for all that stuff. And, uh, that was as a, as, a, as a kid. But we don't understand real combat. And we're talking about this spiritual combat. It is an intimate combat that we face. But most of us are lazy, laid back in our spiritual rest, restlessness or laziness, thinking that we can just fight the battle as we relax. You can't fight any kind of war if you're relaxed and laying back, doing nothing. This battle is something that we fight on our knees. As we go through, the, uh, we, we see the, the, the armor that we're to suit up with. Uh, uh, we fight in the, in, the, in the strength of God, in the power of God. We, we, we fight against principalities. It's a spiritual battle that we fight. But, but it also talks about how we're, what we're to put on so that we can stand against the wiles or the deceitfulness of the devil. It talks about the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, all the different things. And then it talks about praying. And can I tell you, that is where the battle takes place, right there. As we wrestle with, as we wrestle uh, in prayer, as we as we earnestly agonize in prayer over certain needs. Listen, if there's a if there's a problem, uh, if there's a if there's a battle, it is a spiritual battle, and it is an intimate battle. It is it, not only is it intimate, but it's 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 a intense. It's just this this fight that goes deeper than the video games that people play nowadays for battle. This idea of war that doesn't touch us. Because in America, war doesn't touch us. We have been at war for as long as I can remember. This president is the only one who hasn't put us in a new war. And as far as I can remember, remember, uh, we, uh, back in the days of World War II, man, it touched families because they were, they were telling you, your son is going and your son is going and your son is going, and half of them didn't come home. In Vietnam, it had the same thing where, where, where people were chosen and forced to go that didn't really want to go to battle, but hey, they had to go to battle. As a Christian, you don't have a choice. Your number has been called, but, you can't, but most Christians are laying back and thinking, hey, I'm fighting the battle. No, that is not the battle that we fight. If Satan is, if there is no turmoil in your life and, Satan, and there is no wrestling, intense wrestling spiritually in your life, there is no battle in your life. We need to take a look at, listen, Satan will leave you alone if you're not doing anything for, for the army. Uh, uh, Satan is going to be attacking those that are striving to serve God. And Ephesians chapter 6 it talks about the, the beliefs of the Christian, and it talks about the behavior of the Christian. And, and now it's talking about the, the, the battles in, in the Christian life. And listen, if, you're, if you believe right and you're behaving right, Satan doesn't like it very much. And he's going to try to cause you to trip and to fall. He's try, going to try to deceive you away from the truth of the gospel. He's going to try to, to, he's going to, try to, 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 to destroy your testimony. And if we're not prepared, we're going to fall. I don't want to be lulled into a sense of complacency. I don't want to be unprepared for the day of battle. We need to understand that that battle is today. Verse, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. One of the things we need to understand here is this battle is not 
that there's an exemption uh, in, in who we're fighting. Today, you know who we fight? The Democrats. Or the liberals. It becomes political. We fight whatever country, the ISIS or whatever other terrorist organization that's out there. And we can get behind that fight. We can be angry and upset about those things. And listen, it's, it's okay to, 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 to be concerned with, with, with politics. I'm not saying not to, not to understand and know, know politics. I'm not saying to, 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 to not get involved in those things. We should be as, 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 uh, as good ambassadors of Christ, as good citizens of the country that God has placed us in. We should be good citizens. You should go vote and understand what you're doing and understand what's going on. But listen, that is not the battle that we face. It is not whether Joe Biden or, or Donald Trump is, is put in the White House in, on January whatever, 20th or whatever it is. Uh, and that doesn't matter. I'm not going to get up in arms over that. I may pray about it, but you know what my prayer is for that? That God's will be done. Because God's will might be just for Joe Biden to be there. So how could that be true? Well, at one point he brought, he brought the Babylonians into Israel. See, he can do it any time. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen at some point. We don't know what God's plan is right now. Now, am I praying for revival? Absolutely. I am, I am, I'm wrestling over the idea that God might bring revival across our nation, but more importantly, here in our state, and even more importantly than that, here in our church. More importantly than that, right here in my own life. That's something that I wrestle over. That's something that I battle over. That's a spiritual battle. And if we see revival, man, what, what could we see God do in our state and in our nation? Uh, what, 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 what changes could be made? But is that God's plan? I don't know. Daniel, he was a man of God. He loved God. He prayed every day. He wrestled spiritually. In fact, Daniel chapter 9 talks about how he, how he wrestled or the angels wrestled on his behalf as he prayed and asked God to give him understanding and answers to prayers. And he wrestled, but, but he wrestled spiritually. He agonized, he persevered. That's how we battle. That's how we battle in prayer. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. So many times we're, we're wrestling against politicians or politics or, or people that we disagree with, uh, people who come and have a different stance than us. And, and listen, they're lost. And the truth is, uh, the world's lost. They're going to believe in abortion. They're going to believe in all those terrible, wicked things that the Bible is against. Why? Because they're against the Bible. It's, uh, a dog barks because it's a dog. Uh, am I going to get mad and beat the dog because he barks? No. Dogs bark. They act like dogs, because that's what they are. Pigs root around in the dirt and because they're pigs. They're just acting in its nature. Lost people are acting in their fleshly nature, and they understand and know things. And we can get angry about abortion, and we can get angry. And listen, I'm not saying we shouldn't be angry about those things. I'm not saying we shouldn't fight for the truth in those things. What I'm saying is understand that the world is lost, and those things aren't going to change until their hearts change. So the battle, again, that we fight isn't, with pickets, and we can, but listen, at this point in time, more than 50% of the people in this country are lost and, not, and don't consider themselves Christians. Uh, or, or if they do, they're, they're so lackadaisical uh, or, or so, such lazy Christians that they, they don't believe that stuff is wrong. They walked away from the word of God and the truth of God, and, and now they're just going to embrace the lies of the devil. And listen, he's won that battle as far as they're concerned. How do we win it? In prayer and in preaching the word. But we need to understand that it's a 
spiritual battle that we're fighting. Man, I, I, when I was driving Uber, I, 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 I took somebody. I didn't know where I was taking them. They didn't, he just gave me an address. I didn't even know it was there. There's an abortion clinic here in Augusta. I didn't know that. I felt terrible when I dropped the young lady off there. If I'd known that she was going there, I don't know that I'd have taken her. I might have tried to talk her out of it. I don't know. Uh, we, we just talked a little bit on the way. But outside, there were people who were picketing. And listen, I'm not trying to knock I'm not saying that they shouldn't pick it. Uh, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying at all, but the real battle is fought on our knees. John R. Rice says this, that any, any battle that's lost was lost on our knees. Why? Because we have the greatest, the greatest of, of, of fighters. We talked about, we talked about last, last week, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. God can win those battles. God can give us the strength to fight those battles, to stand against the wiles of the devil, to stand against the movement and the wickedness of Satan. But, but we need to have his strength to do it. And we need to understand that it's the battle that we're, that we're facing is not something that we face physically. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, according to the word of God. But they are mighty to pull down strongholds. What strongholds? The strongholds of the heart and the mind, where Satan gets a hold of somebody's heart and somebody's mind and inflicts, inflicts the, uh, gives the, prevents them from being able to see the truth. But the Bible says the truth shall set you free. If the, if the truth shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. We wrestle, notice it's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Who is it that we're really fighting? The word principalities is the, the Greek word arche. It means the chief magistrate. Now what chief or what, what chief leader might we be fighting against or battling against? Satan. Just like God, you listen, God is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Right? Hey, he, he, he's, he, he is greater and higher than anybody else. But, but what did Satan want to be like? He wanted to be like God. Did you know that, that, that there's a hierarchy in heaven as far as, as, far as angels and so on and so forth? Just like, just like there's a hierarchy in heaven, there is also a hierarchy as far as Satan is concerned. And you say, where do you see that in the Bible? Look at Daniel chapter 9 if you want to read about it. We will, we will in a moment. But here, and the first, the first there is that 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 the, the, the principality it's it's, it's uh, chief magistrates, those, those highest uh, highest princes of angels. Uh, it's not it's not just Satan because it's it's plural. There are multiple, but there are high angels in uh, that are underneath of Satan. Listen, this is all good stuff. I don't want you to understand. It's it's important stuff because it tells me something. Satan is trying to recreate what God did, but Satan's lost. Satan, God is everywhere. He doesn't need uh, angels running around telling, telling him what you're doing and trying to stop or help you. Uh, listen, he knows what you're doing, and the Spirit of God dwells in you. But Satan is at a disadvantage. Praise God. So we see that there's principalities. Uh, the next word is powers. It's delegated authorities. There are spiritual authority underneath the higher authority that's been delegated to, to, to continue to work. And, and then there's the rulers of darkness. Uh, again, uh, further down on the line, there are more rulers. Uh, and listen, the, the, Satan is the, the, is the prince of the power of the air. Uh, the rulers of darkness in this world. The Bible says he is light and everything that is outside of him is darkness. 
Men love darkness rather than light. Why? For the deeds are evil. There is darkness in this world. The greatest darkness in this, in this world is false religion. Listen, there, there are religions everywhere. People worship all kinds of different gods. And some, some people worship multiple gods. Others, there are a few religions that worship one god. But there are all, there's only one religion that worships, that worships God. We'll say, well, Judaism worships Jesus too. Actually, they don't. They worship what they understood as God, but they reject the Son. And the Bible says, if you don't have the Son, you have not life. There is only one way to heaven. There is only one God. The rest are all false gods. False, uh, and whether, whether they are uh, angels of Satan or what they are, I don't necessarily understand. But there is a demonic presence in this world that we cannot see. And that is the battle that we face. You don't get up in the morning and see men outside of your house with weapons and, and, and where you have to pick up your gun and, and prepare yourself to go to battle. You just go to work and you just live your life and everything seems normal. But there is something that you cannot see where Satan is trying to, to cause you to fall. He's trying to cause you to stumble. He's trying to cause you to turn away from God. He's trying to cause you to look upon things that, that are wicked and evil. He's trying to cause you to, to do something that would injure your, your family or your, or your marriage. He's trying to cause your children to rise up against you. He's trying to cause all kinds of problems in the Christian home and in the Christian life. But we don't see that because we can't see the spiritual plane. But the Bible talks about it. And it says that we are wrestling, not against, against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And then the last one, it says there in verse 12, and uh, it says spiritual wickedness in high places. Demons. And kind of, they're just everywhere. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be spooky or mystical or, or, or try, to, try, try, to, try, try to scare you. I'm just trying to open up our eyes that the life as Christians that we live it involves more than this physical life, that there is a spiritual life that we live, and we need to be prepared for the daily battle that we are going to face. Because it isn't, listen, uh, it, it, the coronavirus may have been used by Satan. It could have been used by God. I don't know. But th there's something beyond that that battles with us every single day. And that is the battle that we must fight. And that is the battle that we must be prepared for. So what are we trying to do in this battle? We're wrestling. We're wrestling. Again, the, the, the idea of, of that, that word wrestling is, the, is for one is trying to knock down the other and to claim victory. Satan and his, and his, and his army is trying to claim victory over every single Christian First Peter 5, 8, again, declares it like this, that he, like a roaring lion, walketh about whom he made of, seeking whom he may devour. But we can fight, not in our own strength and not in our own might as we saw this morning. And listen, not without being prepared. There's a necessity for preparation. We see that here in verse 11 and verse 13. And with that, we'll, we'll, we'll end for the day. It says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the, the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The idea here is that God has provided for us an armor. God has provided something supernatural, not visible, not, not, that, not that can be seen or felt, but something that can spiritually protect us. 
and we're to put that on uh, to, to, to protect us. It's, uh, it, 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 he used the word armor for that specific reason. Uh, armor is given to protect our body. It's a, a helmet protects our head. A breastplate uh, protects our chest. Uh, uh, and the, 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 the loins being girded about with We'll get about what they're good about with with truth. Uh, it's to strengthen. It's to, to, it talks about the core of uh, the core of our being and, and strengthening our, our core and our, our, our balance and all of those things. Listen, uh, it's all done for a reason. But notice it said, "Put on the whole armor of God." You know why it, say, why it says the whole armor of God? Because if you leave a part, any one part or or more than one part out, you have opened yourself up to an attack. And it says, if you're going to stand, you need to put on the whole armor of God. Too many times uh, we, we get up and like, oh, I got my helmet of salvation. I'm good. Well, if you're saved, praise God. But the object is to stand and to stand against. There's, there's two words here that, that, that's used. Uh, one means to stand, to take my place, to be unmovable. And listen, if we're going to stand in the faith, we need to be able to remain unmovable. And it's going to take a loins girded about with truth. It's going to take the shield of faith. It's going to take the helmet of salvation. It's going to take the belt, uh, all, all of the, the feet shot of the preparation of the gospel of peace. All of those things, the sword of the spirit, it, all of them. It, we're going to need all of it to be able to stand and to remain unmovable because Satan has, is going to, this is standing against the wiles of the devil. Because it isn't just about standing in our place. Satan has wiles or schemes or tricks, uh, things that he's going to try to use to move us from our place, to cause us to stumble, to cause us to fall. And if we're not wearing the armor of God, we are not prepared. If we're not wearing the whole armor of God, we're not prepared. Listen, when you could have all the strength of God in your life. But if you don't have truth, if you don't have faith, you've left yourself open to attack. Has anybody ever wrestled before? Uh, grappled? Uh, I've I, I, I taken jujitsu on and off for, for years. I took it when I was uh, late teens. Uh, I took it again in my mid-20s, and, and I, I started taking it again. I didn't do it for more than a month or so. Here not too long ago, COVID happened. Um, but... But jujitsu is, is just grappling. That's really what it is. It's, it's two people um, wrestling with each other. There's no weapons. Uh, you're, you're wearing geese or you're not wearing geese. But you're, you're, you're grabbing hold of stances. You're trying to get them off balance, put them to the ground, and then put them in uh, different submission holds, choke holds, arm bars, different things where you, you joint locks, where, where it causes enough pain that they either give up or you break something. The goal is not to break anything. The goal is that they give up, especially when you're just practicing. But that's the, when, I, when I think of wrestling, spiritually wrestling, that's the kind of thing I think about. And we're, 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 if we're, you're grappling and you're wrestling with, with Satan or he's, he's trying to cause you to stumble and fall and you're not prepared, if you're a little off balance, if, you, if you're not aware of the different things that you need to, to take care of, have you ever wrestled somebody or fought somebody that was much, much better than you? If you don't know of jiu-jitsu, you probably have never heard of Gracie jiu-jitsu. But Royce Gracie and the Gracie family uh, has started the Brazilian style of jiu-jitsu. They brought it over to the U.S. Uh, it was brought into the, the, uh, 
the Ultimate Fighting Championships back before it was what it is now, back when it was just a bunch of guys with no rules fighting each other. And it was funny because you had these big, massive guys with muscles that could punch and knock people out. And this little skinny guy, Royce Gracie, would just wrap them up and take them to the ground and, and beat them. Like, it was, there was no punching, there was no bloodshed. That was just him choking people out time after time after time. Well, Royce Gracie, his family, has a dojo in Cleveland, Ohio. And when I was in Ohio, living in Ohio, doing jiu-jitsu, they took us to that dojo. And one of the ways that they, the only way you can earn a belt in Gracie jiu-jitsu is to wrestle one of the Gracies, and they tell you what belt you are. You don't earn it by doing katas or any of those other things. They just tell you this is how far you've progressed. So I got to wrestle one of the Gracies. It was terrible. <laughs> it hurt. I felt, have you ever seen a cat play with a mouse? Where the, the cat, the mouse thinks it's going to get away, it runs, and the cat's like right there. It's like, bing, ding, 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 pinball. That's how I felt. The, the man was like spinning on top of me, flipping me around, and uh, there was nothing, that I, absolutely nothing that I could do. Why? Because I didn't know what to protect. I didn't know what he was going to go for. I, I, I didn't have enough training to, to fight anybody, really. I wasn't really that good. And, and he showed me just how terrible of, of, uh, of a fighter that I was. Listen, Satan knows what he's doing. And when he gets a Christian who isn't prepared, who doesn't have the armor of God on, or they've forgotten the, 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 the righteousness, or they've forgotten the, the, the gospel, or they've forgotten the, the, the faith, something they've forgotten, listen, he knows right where to attack you. He sees that opening coming a mile wide, and he takes it. And the next thing you know, you're on the ground, you can't breathe, you, you, your feet are up above your head, and he's got, he's got his hand on your throat, and he's holding you down, and he won. And listen, as, as Christians, we give him opportunities in our lives all the time. Why? Because we're just not ready. And we're not ready for that kind of battle. We're ready for the kind of battle where you can sit back and just watch it on TV where somebody else goes and fight. But listen, it's a spiritual battle. It's an intimate battle that you and I have to fight. And it's, it's coming day after day after day. And if you're not prepared when Satan attacks, you're going to find yourself on the floor. You're going to find yourself having fallen. Now, I'm so thankful for the word of God that tells me that though I fall, I will not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds me with his hand. He's the one that, pick, he's the one that will pick me back up. He's the one that will forgive me when, when Satan knows right where my, where my weakness is and I fall into sin. And I say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I got angry. God, I'm sorry. My pride rose up. God, I'm sorry this happened. God, I'm sorry this happened. Satan knows. And we, as, and we as Christians need to understand that. He has been doing this for thousands of years. He has tempted, the, he has tempted everybody from Adam all the way to Jesus. And he still, he, listen, things work so well, they haven't changed. Back in the garden, you know what he tempted Eve with? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You know what he tempted Jesus with? The eyes, the pride of life. Oh, you know what he's going to tempt you with? Same thing. Because within each one of us is the flesh. And while we have the spirit that battles the flesh, it's this constant battle going on. And if our, if our flesh is stronger than a spirit, he knows it. He's watching us. And listen, you may not face this battle every day. You may go weeks. You may go weeks walking thinking, hey, everything's fine. I'm going great. I'm, I've not sinned. I've not fallen. I've not. And then Satan goes, Bloop. Next thing you know, like, how did that happen? Where did that come from? 
because he knows what he's doing. And Christians live this life of, of, of going for a few weeks where, they won't, where, where, where they're okay, then they stumble and they fall. And then they'll get up, to God forgive me, and they'll go on. And they never fix the problem. They never prepare themselves for the battle. And they live a life of get, falling and getting back up and falling and getting back up and falling and getting back up. But Paul says, put on the armor of God so that you can stand. Put it on so you can stand and so that you can withstand the wiles of the devil. Verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand. It means to stand against. Imagine, imagine being somebody throwing a bunch of uh, stones or rocks or fiery darts at you, as, as, as the Bible uses the terms for Satan's fiery darts. To withstand would be to stand there with your shield of faith and to never waver. The goal isn't to get knocked down and then get up again, though I praise God that we can. The goal is to stand and to withstand. And when we listen, it, 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 it ends with this, having done all to stand. You know how do you do that? You go back through and say, what, what all have I done? Well, I put on my helmet. I put on my and you go through there. We're going to go through all the different, all the different uh, pieces of the armor in the next in the next couple of weeks. Maybe it won't take more than a few weeks. We'll see how it goes. As long as I preach, it could take us months. Who knows? But at the end of all this, may we, by the power and the strength of God, be able to stand against Satan's attacks, no matter what he has coming to face us in this coming year, or in the coming days. I don't know what it is. Brother, uh, uh, somebody was telling me, Brother Finnemore's wife passed away. Uh, we, we prayed. We prayed for. We prayed for him this morning. Uh, his, his wife passed away from COVID, and uh, he had posted on Facebook how how God how good God is. He says, I don't understand how how somebody can be so strong because when you need that strength, it'll be there. I don't know what's coming for any one of us. I don't know if, if somebody in our church is going to almost every year somebody passes away or something happens. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, may God help us to stand and then to withstand Satan's attacks so that we might be, so that we might be good soldiers for Christ. Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Lord, help us. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that you'd help us just to see the real the, the, the realness to this battle that we're facing, Lord, it isn't, it isn't something that can be done by others for us. It isn't something that, that, uh, that we can just ignore. Uh, Lord, if we ignore, Satan's already won. God, help us to, to be ready, to be prepared, to, to, uh, to, to suit up, Lord, as it, as, as it were, and to, to uh, put on the armor of God. I pray, God, that you'd help us to be vigilant, Lord, just looking for those uh, temptations, looking for those attacks of Satan. Help us to, to seek your power. Help us to have a stronger faith in your word. Help us to be faith, more faithful to your word, Lord. And may, may you bless us in this time. Father, I thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Uh, continue to help us as we uh, to prepare uh, for, the, for, the, for what's to come. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.